0: free talk live welcome to the program here the phones are of course open for you should you wish to join us and the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 with you in the studio tonight you've got ian and chris
1: and the nobody formerly known as rich paul
0: Indeed, and so again, phones are open here, but we're going to actually start things out with a special guest, which we don't have guests very often on this program, but every now and then we uh, we bend the rules, and uh, I want to go to somebody who actually has called in before, uh, but just on his own volition, to tell us about what was going on down in El Salvador, uh, which for listeners who may be new to the show, it was in September of last year, when the El Salvadoran government, uh, mandated that Bitcoin be accepted as uh, legal tender in El Salvador. And, uh, Mark Foulson, that's Mark with a C, Mark Foulson went down there and checked it out for himself. In fact, Mark, you were down there on day number one, were you not?
2: Yeah, I was actually down there, uh, a few weeks before it even, um, rolled out. And then I stayed there a few weeks after. So, uh, I kind of a a good experience of everything as far as leading up to the rollout of Bitcoin and also uh, the aftermath.
0: Yeah, and I I don't want to rehash too much of that because you did call us about it before and you've even made a a full-on documentary film about it, uh, which people can go and get. Oh, you know what? Give me one second here. We are not on our satellite connection, so that is my bad. And now we are. Apologies to our radio listeners out there. I uh, dropped the ball on that one, so we uh, we're all set now. Uh, any <laughs> anyway, that's uh, rare. <laughs> let me reintroduce him. Mark Falzon is uh, is with us here, and uh, he is the guy who uh, has done a documentary film uh, about what's gone on down in El Salvador uh, with the experiment. That is, well, let's just say there's some mixed reviews on this thing. Uh, they, on one hand are definitely thumbing their nose at the IMF and the central banks of the world. And I definitely have a, a soft spot in my heart for that. Uh, but on the other hand, they're mandating that people accept Bitcoin. And that, to me, is a major turnoff. Yucky. It's
1: like trying to force democracy on people who wouldn't vote for it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, now, Mark, the, the law itself down there in El Salvador does say that Everyone has to accept Bitcoin if they're in business, but supposedly that's not being enforced, right?
2: Yeah, as far as I know, there hasn't been any enforcement. There's no one that's been arrested or, or charged with it. Um, but with that said, the law is still pretty clear. And just because right now in this moment of time there's no enforcement doesn't mean at any minute they, they can't uh,
0: throw down the books right or and, or selectively enforce it on people yeah. who are politically unpopular, I, I
3: was just about to say they'll they 'll probably use this sort of a law on uh, you know selectively on their opponents, so if somebody tries to i don 't know run for office maybe against the president uh, of el salvador they'll they 'll use it against them could be
1: I think they just whack them down there <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> is that is that how it works in el salvador Well, that was one of the things that uh, I think you discussed in your documentary, which i 've not watched the the full documentary yet, but i 've definitely uh, seen some of it. Uh, And that is that this president down there for all, you know, how he presents himself as Mr. Cool Guy with a backwards hat and, you know, acting like he's cool Bitcoin bro. uh, He's also a total, you know, authoritarian statist and has his political opponents arrested for no reason whatsoever. Standard operating procedure. Yeah. So, Mark, um, I, like I said, I didn't want to have you here to re, uh, rehash what's going on in El Salvador. That that experiment continues. What I was really interested in hearing from you about uh, tonight was the Bitcoin Cash experiment that is now going on in St. Martin's. And it looks like also St. Kitts and Nevis, which are some of the Car- uh, Caribbean islands uh, that have just mm-hmm. exploded with Bitcoin Cash acceptance on a voluntary basis by uh, merchants, taxi drivers, all kinds of stores and shops all across the island, all the way up to uh, even like a, a large grocer, it looked like. Yeah. And you were one of the guys on the ground there. You made a 24-minute documentary, which I have watched, and it's it's very interesting. Uh, On your YouTube channel, which is uh, simply, I believe, called Mark Falzon F-A-L-Z-O-N, and again, it's Mark with a C. So folks can check that out. But a tremendous level of adoption, uh, St. Martin's with a population of, I think you looked it up, Chris, 76,000? or something like that sounds sounds about right with well over a hundred yeah i mean it's it's basically the size
3: of uh, cheshire county here which is really small
0: yeah (laughs) and you know we like to brag about Keene, new hampshire being one of the highest places as far as per capita businesses accepting bitcoin in the united states it looks like saint martin's is kicking our butt right now with a a much higher Uh, per capita, uh, businesses accepting. What attracted you there in the first place? Kind of tell us your your stories. To obviously, you left Saint uh, or El Salvador at some point and ended up in the island. So, what happened?
2: Yeah, well, first off, let me just say it. it, 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 it it's just so funny from my perspective after being in El Salvador and uh, making my documentary there. There was just this negative pressure always on me, right? And of course, there was. Bioware put on to the phones of journalists that were speaking out, and I was one of the people doing that. So I was always worried. Uh, going from that to being in St. Martin, St. Kitts, where everything is positive and everything is wonderful, and there's no mandate, no enforcement, that has just been uh, black and white, but so has felt like a, a vacation. But mm. as you mentioned, <clears throat> I've had a really incredible opportunity to experience the rollout—I shouldn't say rollout, but the expansion of Bitcoin Cash across. Both of these islands, really, in just a period of two months, and the reason that it started happening is I was following Reddit, and on Reddit I started noticing that there was more and more merchants that were taking Bitcoin cash in Saint Kitts, and I said, okay, well that's interesting. I should go there and, and see what's going on, and that's what I did. I flew down, and uh, I wanted to get the story and, and see why are these people middle of the Caribbean, all starting to use Bitcoin cash all of a sudden. Is it is it just uh, hype or are locals using it? What, what's the story? So that's what brought me down here to begin
0: with. Yeah, I'm interested in that as well. Now, Roger Veer has been a longtime supporter of Free Talk Live going way, way back uh, since before he was Bitcoin Roger Veer, he was memory dealers Roger Veer, and he used to sell computer RAM. I remember that. Uh, wholesale computer RAM. And he was an advertiser with us back then, and he actually found out about Bitcoin by listening to this show. Uh, so, you know, we're still, we're still friends with Roger, and Bitcoin.com is still a, a sponsor here on Free Talk Live. So I happen to know that Roger spends some number of months in the year mm-hmm. in St. Kitts. Uh, in fact, he left the United States a decade ago and rescinded his uh, U.S. citizenship, and then got himself the uh, the Saint Kitts citizenship, and so he does spend a lot of time there. So, of course, my immediate thought was, "Oh, Saint Martin's is right next door to Saint Kitts." Okay, well, Roger Veer is yeah. is, uh, yeah. is highly involved in whatever is going on over there, so I imagine that's that's part of the story. that's you
2: know what that is the story you expect. And while there is truth in it, Roger obviously does have involvement. It turns out that the widespread adoption of Bitcoin Cash in St. Kitts and St. Martin has actually very little to do with Roger himself.
4: Really? And that
2: shocked me. Yeah. That's, I'm very happy I got to call in to, to kind of uh, tell the, the broader story. But I got to meet Roger for the first time when I came down here. And of course, like I said, he, he is involved in some degree, but really the story down here in St. Kitts and St. Martin. It's not a story about Roger. It's a story about a man uh, named Sonny Gahani. I'm not sure if that's a name you've come across.
0: Uh, was he one of the guys in your. Active. Was he one of the guys that was featured in your documentary? The yeah. 20, so, the 24
2: uh, He appeared. Uh, he's the Indian man who was playing the Robbie's Lottery ad.
0: Okay. Yeah. The guy uh, with the big so, glasses. Okay.
2: Yeah. He's a little <laughs> ostentatious with how he dresses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's him. So his story, I'll tell you kind of briefly. Yeah. Uh, He came over from India, came to St. Martin, that's the key. Came to St. Martin and got a job uh, selling, I I don't know what it was, a very low-level job, working his way up. A decade later, he built himself a little business, comes over to St. Kitts.
0: Hold that thought, Mark. um, Uh, Stick with us. We're going to continue, and you're going to tell us more of the story of how St. Martin's became what appears to be right now the number one place on the planet for local acceptance of cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin Cash in this, in this case, but I don't think there's anywhere else on the planet that rivals this. If I'm wrong about that, let me know. we got more with Mark Fousen on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, the phone Are open if you want to join the show, you can. Although, right now, you can only get on the air if you have a question for Mark Falson about his experience. You can ask him about El Salvador. Uh, We're also going to have another crypto guy uh, joining us tomorrow night to talk about his experience in El Salvador. He'll actually be in the studio with us. Uh, He's visiting Keene right now. He's doing some, I guess, documentary shooting for uh, kind of exploring New Hampshire and the crypto options here. But we've got Mark Falzon on with us. Again, he's got a YouTube channel. It's Mark with a C, F-A-L-Z-O-N. You want to pull him up and you can find his latest documentary, 24-minute documentary about St. Martin. Is it the crypto capital of the world? And I dare say that from what I've seen so far, it sure looks like it. If you look at the just the... Not only the raw number of Bitcoin accepting, or excuse me, Bitcoin cash in this case, accepting businesses, but if you look at it per capita, then I can't imagine anywhere could possibly uh, be topping it. And uh, and Mark is back on the, the show here with us. Mark, you were just getting into kind of giving us some of the history on how this happened, and you say it, it wasn't Roger Veer that was responsible for this. Um, he certainly lives in the area, but there was another guy named Sonny, who you said was from India, that mo- that migrated there?
2: Yeah, so long story short, Sonny came over to St. Martin,
0: which will play
2: a part in the story, obviously. He spent a decade there, then came over to St. Kitts. In St. Kitts, he uh, grew a business and became one of the alcohol distributors. So he's connected with all of the restaurants, mm. a lot of the hotels, all the bars. So what ended up happening is Sonny Gahani learned about Bitcoin Cash from Roger. And when he learned about because he, he had no idea what crypto was or how any of this worked, mm-hmm. he realized the potentiality of it, which is, I'm, I'm sure is what you realize, what I realized, what even Roger realized when he listened to your show to learn about. Bitcoin, which at that time was uh, functioning as what Bitcoin Cash functions now. Right. And uh, everything from there happened quick. So, Sunny being connected with all of the businesses and restaurants and bars here, and of course, knowing people you know, like the ministers and the small community, mm-hmm. in less than two weeks, not an exaggeration, less than two weeks, Sunny Gahani himself. Had onboarded over 100 businesses in Saint Kitts and Nevis using wow. Bitcoin Cash.
0: That is impressive. It is all about who you know, <laughs> right? That's yeah. amazing. Well, who you
1: know, Perfect. and also, was he offering um, to take Bitcoin uh, for wholesale purchases from his business? Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin Cash, exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay, a big
2: part of it. So now, all of the businesses and restaurants that purchase from him. They can start accepting Bitcoin cash and close the loop
0: Smart. by purchasing yeah.
2: their product from Sunny.
0: That's amazing. Uh, and you said this was this took him two weeks. So how long ago was this two weeks uh, compared to where, where we are right now?
2: Uh, I think it would have been excuse me uh, maybe two or three months ago okay. when this first started happening. Wow.
0: And so you caught wind of this. How did you uh, find out what was going on over there?
2: Well, there was posting online on Reddit um, of new businesses that were starting to accept uh, Bitcoin Cash. And of course, in the Telegram groups, there's just a lot of chatter. Whenever there's someone accepting Bitcoin Cash, the word gets out, mm-hmm. and I started hearing kiss, think, kiss, think, kiss, kiss, kiss. What is going on in St. Kitts? <laughs> so it was something that I wanted to go see. Um, and uh, when I got down here, I, I think. I'm not sure how many businesses there were. I think there must have been around 40 at the time that I arrived. And then a week later, there were another 60 that was added to, to the bin.
0: Amazing. And you were part of that. It looked like uh, from the video, the documentary, the twenty-four minute one that you just put up on YouTube a few days ago. It looked like you were helping cab drivers uh, get get uh, you know installed with the point of sale system, and you're using or they're using the uh, Bitcoin.com. They've got uh, some kind of an app, right?
2: Yeah. So one of the things that we're doing, I was involved in both the Saint Kitts and the Saint Martin. By the time that I arrived, I was documenting, but I was also introducing Bitcoin Cash to both individuals and businesses. And one of the things that we did is we found, okay, well, there's some businesses that are that are interested in accepting Bitcoin Cash, but they're really not able to. They don't have the infrastructure. They don't have, you know, a, a boss who's working at a restaurant needs to be there to accept Bitcoin Cash. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, there's a free app called the uh, Bitcoin Cash Register app, and you can download it on any device and then accept Bitcoin Cash payments which then goes to the owner's phone. So we helped install that on business devices that either the restaurants had or businesses had, or we would just go bulk buy tons of really inexpensive Android phones, preload them with the Bitcoin Cash Register app, and then just give them to the businesses. Sure.
0: Yeah, we did that stuff here uh, in Keene, although we were using AnyPay, which was uh, a software that is created by some of our friends here in New Hampshire. And it does Bitcoin Cash and Dash and the original Bitcoin and and a couple other uh, cryptos. One of the the issues that we we ran into with AnyPay on occasion was that because they were using servers. Sometimes there were some problems behind the scenes, and it would make for a difficult. Uh, Transaction Mm -hmm. with customers. Do you know if the Bitcoin Cash Register app is bypassing any servers and just like do you know how Mm -hmm. the technicals are working there? Is it something that is pretty rock solid as far as reliability is concerned?
2: Yeah, so I I know a fair bit about the behind the scenes of the the register app. Effectively, the only thing it's it's calling from is the current price of Bitcoin Cash. Mm -hmm. But if the phone is not online. Let's say the, the restaurant, you know, their Wi-Fi goes out. They can still accept Bitcoin Cash because the QR code that's displayed, the uh, the address, is the owner's that's programmed into the phone. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can, the owner can still accept Bitcoin Cash payments even if the register uh, device or the phone is uh, off. So so that's uh, I'm, it's actually, off the Wi-Fi.
1: I'm actually a software developer. And that is more or less the solution that I recommended as a uh, replacement to any pay. Um,
3: so I, I am kind of curious, how does, that, how does that work in terms of showing, you know, indicating that the payment was sent and accepted, right? Like, does it show paid on the cash register app?
2: Great question. So the answer to that is if it's on the internet, it's on Wi-Fi, it does. Okay. If okay. it's not, if you send a payment a Bitcoin Cash Register app when it's off Wi-Fi, then the sender's phone will obviously send, <clears throat> say it's sent, the Bitcoin Cash Register won't register, it won't know that the payment went through, uh, obviously, the screen doesn't yeah. turn green. Right, but right. when we onboard the businesses, we always tell them, and um, you know, just today actually I went to a place where their internet was down and bought my lunch with Bitcoin Cash, nice. and they just called the owner and said, did it go through, and yes, it went
0: through. Okay, sweet. Hmm. yeah. Very cool. So uh, it, there's so many businesses there. You mentioned all these restaurants, bars. This guy that uh, Sunny, that is the one of the liquor dealers down there, is setting all these people up. <laughs> can can you at this point eat every single meal and pay with Bitcoin Cash there on uh, Saint Mark's? Yeah, I'm going to say
3: 100 businesses in a place that only has 80,000 people or so. That's that's uh, that's got to be most of your businesses, right? Well,
0: I it's doubt it. It's not just
2: that part. you can eat. It's not just that you can eat anywhere. It's that you can do everything.
0: All right, I want to hear more about it. I want to hear more about a day with Bitcoin Cash. If you got, uh, you can stick with us, right, and talk for a bit. Oh, yeah. All right, more with Mark Fileson, uh M A R C F A L Z O N. Check him out on his YouTube. Do you have an Odyssey, Mark? A what? All right, we'll talk to you about that. Hang on. <laughs> There's more coming up. this is free talk live and you can join us here the number 603-283-6160 if you got a question about what it's like being on what may be the highest accepting of uh, cryptocurrency as far as per capita and maybe even just raw numbers of businesses uh, in the on the planet it's, it looks like it 's Saint Martin and Saint Kitts, which are two relatively small population islands in the Caribbean east of puerto Rico we 're just checking out the map to refresh us on uh, where these are located there 's a gentleman who uh, has, has been talking with us about it, Mark Foen. It's M A R C F A L Z O N. He's got a YouTube, and I had asked him a moment ago if he has an Odyssey channel yet, because we are um, streaming on Odyssey. We still have a YouTube, but they just keep they keep banning us from time to time. So you know we may not be here tomorrow on YouTube. But if you always yeah. want to see us, you can always go to video.freetalklive.com, which takes you straight to our Odyssey channel, and you can follow us there. And when I actually picked up the phone after we went to the break there, Mark, and you have heard of Odyssey, and you had it sort of in your on your back burner to uh, to go and secure yourself the uh, Mark Fowlson Odyssey channel, and so it sounds like you're uh, you're going to do that soon.
2: Yeah, that'll be up. I actually had an Odyssey temporarily, uh, but I lost my access to it, and um, they they took it down. And I haven't got a chance. Well, I've had plenty of chances to getting up, but you've given me the extra fire to just get that done this
0: week yeah we really love the uh, the library technology that is behind odyssey sort of was how Odyssey was founded. Odyssey has gone a little more centralized just to encourage you know people to use the service and make sure they give it uh, it's you know got the appropriate download speeds and everything but ultimately it is based on the library media protocol, which is an uncensorable media sharing protocol that uh, some of our friends here in New Hampshire uh, put together, and uh, Jeremy Kaufman, of course, the founder of Library. The SEC is targeting them. They've been dealing <laughs> with uh, threats from the SEC for four years now. So uh, they, they're just an amazing uh, group of freedom, uh, freedom of speech loving people. So glad to hear that that you're heading in that direction. So let's go back into uh, what's happening in Saint Martin's, uh, where there's well over a hundred businesses on the Bitcoin map. You can go to map.bitcoin.com. I think it was over 120. Uh, businesses there in St. Martin, about the same amount in nearby St. Kitts, which is the island just to the south. You were going to kind of describe, not not only can you eat at local restaurants day and night and basically survive off of Bitcoin Cash on this island, but you can do a whole lot more. And you were about to tell us kind of like a day in the life or what are some of the things you've done?
2: Well, it's not that you can survive here. You can thrive here with Bitcoin Cash. Effectively, everything is available. You can rent a car here with Bitcoin Cash. Lawyers accept it. Jennifer uh, Harding-Marlin is a citizenship by investment lawyer who accepts it. You can get your COVID test here and go (laughs) see a doctor here with Bitcoin Cash. Wow. How about a hooker?
3: (laughs) Yeah, the hookers. Uh, I really want to know about. (laughs) Um,
2: I don't know this from personal experience, but I've heard that, uh, yes, there there are.
3: That is an (laughs) (laughs) option. All right, you sold me. <laughs> My hey, girlfriend might quest, be listening. So. Quick
1: question on the register app. Do you know if it's open source?
0: I I believe it is. Nice. All right, so you and you got well, to you, exactly, you guys got a grocery sure. store chain there too, so you can seriously go, you don't have to eat out. You can go to an actual grocer and I saw you in the aisles in this documentary. This isn't some little bodega or like a no. tiny little shop. This is a massive Grocer, right? It's
2: the real deal. It's the real deal. Now, here's the thing. Uh, if it's okay, I'll jump in. One of the things with cryptocurrency adoption is it's, it's it's great when people accept it, right? It's really wonderful when businesses take it. But what is it? What is it really about? It's about locals using it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you a quick anecdote. There's a coffee shop here that I love to go to, and I went in there recently. I think it was in one of my recent videos. Uh, and I bought a coffee. I said, "Are you?" getting any Bitcoin cash. though. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, are they all travelers? Forests, or are they locals? No, no, they're local. Mm. So that's the question I ask everyone when I go to these businesses, are you getting locals that are coming in to use it? And they I'm, are. I'm glad you asked it's that because
0: really... that was going to be the, you know, I'm, I'm glad you even went there because that was going to be mo- one of my tough questions was, alright, this is just Sonny and Roger and Mark, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you're the only three on the island that are going around and spending yep. it and, you know, the six months from now if we call half these businesses, they'll have quit taking yep. uh, Bitcoin cash. You're saying this is real, that there's actual people on the ground, normal islanders, tax. Uh, Counties, as we would call them here in, uh, in New Hampshire, that are into this. They're getting paid, some of them, in Bitcoin cash. Their businesses are taking it in, and they're spending it around town.
2: Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that some people are doing here is they're taking a percentage of their uh, paycheck in cryptocurrency. So they might not take all of it. Uh, but they might take even a small percentage.
3: Yeah, you know, we were just talking about off-air about how we noticed there weren't any uh, crypto vending machines on the island, at least not that are on the map, uh, which is why I was wondering, hmm, where are they getting this crypto from?
2: So, you know, uh, with uh, St. Martin, they don't need crypto ATM because there's a place there called Robbie's Lottery that is a money, uh, I believe they're a money exchange, and all of their locations. They have tons of them all over the island where people can go buy lottery tickets, but can also exchange Bitcoin cash.
3: Oh, wow. Nice. Nice. That's cool. That's, That's right. Was- because it's a tourist spot, so they're going to have money exchanges. Sure. That's
0: sweet. Mm-hmm.
2: And it works both ways. So you can give them USD. You can uh, give them Bitcoin cash. You can go either direction. And wow. all the Robbie's lotteries uh, do it.
0: And was it uh, Sonny that had the connection there, too, and got them hooked up?
2: Yep. Exactly, Sonny knows the Robbie of Robbie Lauder. so he was able to set all that up. I mean, everyone likes to say, okay, well, it's Roger, it's Roger. But no, it really isn't. It was Sunny. It's one guy named Sonny. Now, if, let me give you a little bit of inside information. What's happening in St. Kitts and what's happening in St. Martin, next time you get a chance, go to mapstopbitcoin.com and look at India. Mm-hmm. That's where Sonny is right now.
0: Oh, okay.
2: And that map is turning green really
0: fast. Nice, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, of course, he's going back there, and he's got his family and and his old friends there that mm-hmm. he's got con- connections with, which is uh, it's pretty cool. Now, of course, India's got way more people living in it than uh, than yeah. Saint Martin's and uh, and Saint yep. Kitts. So it's it's still going to be per capita. I think these islands are going to be the the game to beat. Yeah, and India is cracking down mm-hmm. on their exactly. uh, crypto, uh, from what I've heard. So mm-hmm. what yep. are
1: they You're cracking down right. on?
3: i uh, i'm trying to think what they did they they be ba- like they're they're taxing it or something and they won't let you deduct it from your like if you make a gain from it they won't let you deduct your losses so it's it's like you know normally like if you have an asset you can deduct your losses and hmm. you can't do that with crypto in india now so it, it kind of like it it's screws anybody over
0: who's who's got crypto is that what you've heard mark do you know anything about it
2: yeah i i've I've heard some of those things, too. I don't know to what degree they're really trying to block crypto, Um, but uh, they're not making it easy. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. India is actually the next location that I'm going to be going to uh, to do another kind of documentary, crypto documentary.
0: So speaking of governments, one of the aspects that you covered in your documentary about St. Martin's was this uh, government guy. I'm not sure what exactly his role is there, but he seemed to have some sort Mm -hmm. of ranking. Uh, this dude that uh, he's now going to be apparently the very first government official to accept his full paycheck in Bitcoin cash. And that apparently has never happened before. I remember the New York mayor made a big deal about taking his first three paychecks in Bitcoin, but then I guess he changed back to, uh, to cash. But this guy yeah. is taking full on... And this is not a small amount of money. I looked it up; it's a six-figure salary that he gets. Yeah, he gets big salary there. So, tell us a little bit about connecting with him and what that could possibly lead to, as far as you know, political acceptance of uh, cryptocurrency mm-hmm. on the island.
2: It, well, that's a whole big story. Uh, so, the guy's name is Rolando uh, Bryson, very uh, young politician, and actually, a lot of the ministers. Of the country are so uh, they're fairly open-minded. Not that you can't be open-minded if you're if you're not a young guy, but mm-hmm. it helps. Uh, it, well, it, you know, it is what it is. So he is the head of parliament. So he's, he's not just some random minister. This guy is the mover and shaker there. And one of the things the that prime so exciting about.
0: Hold that Not thought, incredible. Mark. I want to get in, we're going to, We'll get into it here, what is uh, exciting about this, because it's hard to get excited by politicians or <laughs> the political process. <laughs> but I do want to hear what you have to say about that coming up here in moments, and uh, this is Free Talk Live. Yeah. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us. You can dial in at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Although if you've got a question for Mark Foulson, you'll be given a priority. If you got something else to talk about, we will get to the rest of the show, uh, which of course is open phones as uh, it will always uh, be. Here on Free Talk Live. So uh, we'll, we'll do that here in a moment. So we still have Mark Falson on with us. Uh, he is a, a YouTube documentarian. He's been following around the uh, the Bitcoin world for the last little while. Went to El Salvador. Uh, did a hour and a half long documentary on what's been happening down there. And just recently released a, about almost a half hour long documentary on St. Martin's. And the incredible adoption by local businesses in St. Martins, which is a very, very small island, less than 75,000 in population, uh, and yet over 100 businesses on the map at map.bitcoin.com as accepting Bitcoin Cash. And he's kind of telling the story about how all that happened here. Uh, and you were just about to get into this Rolando uh, Bryson, who is, you said, the head of parliament there in, uh, in, in St. Martins, which is apparently somehow related to the Dutch. Uh, not sure exactly if they're like a territory. Do you know what the relation is there?
2: Yeah. Uh, I was listening to your show, I think, last week uh, when you're talking about it. So the way it works is um, St. Martin is two islands that are divided in half. And they're both St. Martin, but they're spelled either in the Dutch way or in a French way. Hmm. Um, so the French side is part of France. Same government, same everything. The uh, Dutch side, they have a little bit more autonomy.
0: Wait, you said it's part uh, of France?
2: Yeah, so the French the French side. If you're French, you can live there. Huh? It, it's not. It's it's part of same with Saint Barts, There's a few islands that are French. Um, so the French side is the French side, and then there's Saint Martin, which they have their own government. They have their own uh, voting abilities. They they have some autonomy, um, and they're connected with uh, the Dutch.
0: So which side is the uh, northern – is the northern side the French side or the southern side?
2: Uh, I think it's the northern
0: side. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So is there like a big uh, gate or a fence between the two, or is uh, immigration pretty pretty easy?
2: <laughs> it, it, it's pretty easy, yeah. And uh, Bitcoin Cash, luckily, has kind of jumped the fence, too, so nice. to speak. And it, it's in both sides. Okay. But mostly in the, the uh, Dutch side.
0: Okay, got it. So when you were there, did you spend most of your time on the southern side of the island? Uh,
2: You know, I I spent a fair amount of time there, but, um, you know, Sonny's connections didn't really get him into the French side. Uh Uh, I actually am a a French citizen, so um, Hmm. I did some onboarding myself personally over on the French side.
0: Hmm. Neat. So the MP, the uh, the gentleman you're talking about, Rolando, he's the MP of the southern side of the island, of the Dutch side? Exactly, yeah. And, and he was speaking in English. Uh, it seemed like everyone in the video was speaking in English. Is it a pretty dual-lingual place, lots of English speaking there?
2: It's pretty much primarily English.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about this guy, this uh, Rolando, and you said he's very young. A lot of the uh, MPs there are young uh, mm-hmm. what you know how did you get connect, how did they get connected with him and what inspired him to be the first politician on the planet to accept his entire paycheck in uh-huh. cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin cash I mean that was pretty impressive I have to admit.
2: So I'll give you a page of the, the the playbook the strategy. If you want to roll Bitcoin cash really any cryptocurrency into any country, here's exactly what to do. The first thing to do, is you get the small businesses to accept it. Mm -hmm. Small little one-party businesses that, you know, there's not a lot of bureaucracy. After you get 30 or 40 of those, you can start getting a few of the big names, a small grocery chain. Once you start going through these rings, then you can start approaching people who are the real movers and shakers. Now, in St. Martin, that was Rolando, who, of course, Sonny knows. Sonny knows everyone. This guy is the biggest networker you've ever met in your life. So when we approach Rolando, hey, look what's happening. Look at all these businesses. Look at all the stickers. Go in yourself. Give them $20. Go get yourself lunch. Go to the grocery store. Take a look. Take a taxi. All of them take Bitcoin cash. So it's hard. You know, El Salvador did things kind of backwards. They had a tiny little community. Very, 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 very very small. It wasn't even using Bitcoin necessarily. They were using their own internal Bitcoin Beach app. And then the government mandated everything down.
0: Yeah, from the top down, they literally crammed Bitcoin down people's throats and then acted surprised when some people said they didn't like, you know, having that happen to them. Yeah,
2: exactly. Or in St. Martin, it's the other way. All people are using it. It's easy. It's everywhere. And then you can start talking to to people who have um, the sway to make it a legal tender, not a mandated one, but can
0: make it a legal tender. Yeah, well, that's what I said last week when I saw the meeting. There was like a little bit of uh, the video in your video at uh, your YouTube channel, Mark and M-A-R-C-F-A-L-Z-O. And uh, there's a little bit of an interview with the, the politician, with Rolando. And he kind of makes this proclamation about accepting uh, or te- ex- taking his full paycheck in Bitcoin cash. And... It made me think, oh, well, you know, what if they do this legal tender there? Obviously, they've got Roger Veer on the island. He's a pretty principled liberty guy. I imagine he's going to be suggesting hard to this guy to not mandate this, to just go ahead and recognize it and go no further. So are you you feeling like that's the direction they might go with this?
2: Well, look, I mean, we all know how politicians are. So, you know, they you don't want to your chickens before they they hatch sure but based in uh you know what i've heard from rolando and spending time with him and uh getting a sense of who he is over a period of a month um and and also talking with him he, he seems pretty committed to not forcing anyone to use this thing if they don't want which is exactly what it should be mm-hmm. nice but we'll, we'll see obviously what happens and uh, it may never become a legal tender of, of the country it, it, it may and maybe it does in a way we don't like but it seems like he's pretty committed to doing it uh, the right way.
0: And are they pretty independent of the Netherlands there uh, meaning that uh, you know they've they're sort of not directly connected to them? I don't know
2: you know I, exactly I don't know exactly how deep it goes but i know they do have uh, a pretty wide degree of autonomy
0: like so they probably wouldn't have to ask the mainland's permission to do something like that
2: no i, I don't think they i don't think they do right. uh get permission for that good the french side might
4: mm-hmm. have to do
2: that but not not the dutch side um but i'll tell you a quick funny anecdote sure uh, not to get too much bad blood with uh the, the, the btc side uh, and if you like btc i don't think there's anything wrong with that but. When the news got out that Rolando <laughs> be taking his uh, full salary in Bitcoin cash uh, and also said that he's going to be pursuing making it a legal tender, uh, Samson Mao, who's uh, the ex-Blockstream uh, CSO and obviously a very big connected person in the BTC world, uh, went on a Twitter rampage claiming that he's going to fix the situation. <laughs> uh, it turns out he actually reached out to Rolando and had sock puppet accounts reach out to Rolando to try to warn him and get him out of uh, BCH while there's still time. And uh, Rolando gave me a phone call and was laughing at it, saying, these guys must think I'm new to politics. Like, I know how this works. Mm. They're not tricking me.
0: (laughs) Wow.
1: It amazes me that they think they can talk themselves into a monopoly. You Mm -hmm. can't maintain a monopoly without guns to back it up.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if your product isn't great and the Bitcoin product isn't very usable as cash as it was Mm -hmm. intended by Satoshi Nakamoto and, of course, Bitcoin Cash and uh, Dash and some of these other cryptos out there do a much better job of keeping Mm -hmm. fees low and keeping uh, crypto usable. So, you know, you can't. If that's what the experience is that people are having on the ground, no amount of text messaging or Twitter uh, messaging is going to cancel that in people's minds.
1: And even if they fixed Bitcoin, you know, brought the block size up to something civilized, you know, there's still there's more than one bank in the world for a reason, mm-hmm. you know. There's more than one grocery store chain in the world for a reason. There's more
0: than one credit card. Monopolies
1: provider. are the wrong way to go.
3: Yeah, it's it's not even like it's that hard to utilize multiple cryptocurrencies with a you know a multi currency wallet just because you know it's not it's not quite the same thing as, uh, you know, U.S. currencies with euros. It's it's pretty easy to go between the two. You don't have to take it to a an exchange in order to convert it. Generally, uh, you can even do it right within your wallet frequently enough. So,
1: eventually, I'd really like to have a wallet to wallet protocol where maybe i've got btc and you want bch but there's a market maker out there on the net somewhere who will buy and sell btc and bch so instead of sending directly to you i send him my my bch and he sends you btc or i send him btc and he
0: sends you bch mark do you have time for one more segment Oh, absolutely, I do. Right. More with Mark Felsen here with us. Uh, again, he's been doing some interesting reporting from some of the Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash hotspots of the world. We got hour two coming up.
1: Free Talk Live.
0: It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603-283-6160. And we will have open phones here in just a few moments. Right now, we're still talking with Mark Falzon. That's M-A-R-C-F-A-L-Z-O. And he's got himself a YouTube channel with uh, some interesting documentary work uh, where he's gone to recently El Salvador and checked out the Bitcoin situation there. For newer listeners, you may not know that El Salvador mandated uh, Bitcoin as a legal tender. And then uh, St. Martin, the Dutch side of the island, has not yet made a a move politically on it. But if they do, we're hoping they go in a different direction, which would be from the ground up, and that is allowing people to choose to use Bitcoin Cash. And that appears that people are using uh, Bitcoin Cash to a large extent on the island. And that's what we've been covering with Mark here, kind of getting into the history of what happened, how it was that over 100 120, I think the last time I looked at map.bitcoin.com businesses, are on board with accepting Bitcoin cash. And uh, it's it's pretty impressive. It's a really cool story. If you are just tuning into the show, go grab the archive tonight over at freetalklive.com. You can hear our full discussion with Mark. But I asked you to hang on for just uh, a few more questions, Mark. Uh, first of all, is there anything that we should have maybe asked you about the situation there in St. Martin that you want to tell us about that maybe we didn't ask you about?
2: Hmm. You know, off the top of my head, I think the most important elements of this are, again, that people are choosing to use it freely and that the locals are using it. And part of that is a lot of these islands have cruise ships, right? So you have people getting off the cruises Mm -hmm. and they're hiring taxis. They're hiring, uh, you know, boat taxis. They have uh, the island of Nevis in St. Kitts, which there are two ferries that go back and forth both uh, both of them excuse me accept bitcoin cash so
4: nice
2: um all of these tourists that are getting off the boat that have crypto it's going to the local economy that's so a, really a really great, great point
0: there, there's really something to be said. I mean, like I said, we live here in Keene, New Hampshire, which is probably the highest accepting Bitcoin, crypto, Bitcoin Cash uh, capital of the United States. I've yet to see anything that that even comes close. Um, in many cities, in many big cities, we have more raw numbers than they do, and certainly per capita, we we whip them up. But you know, you go into downtown Keene and you see Bitcoin Cash accepted here, Dash accepted here, Bitcoin accepted here. Stickers on multiple doors of businesses that has an impact on people it creates an awareness that that cryptocurrency is real and it's something that they can use and yeah I think I think you're right with that many people coming in uh, that's going mm-hmm. to have a, a big impact on the crypto economy
2: right people are getting off the cruises and spending their crypto and the small businesses here that accepted the taxis well why are you gonna convert it back into EC or something like that, when you can simply go to the restaurants that you go anyway and spend it. So there's this wonderful uh, circular, um, uh, I guess, a closed loop that's happening, and mm-hmm. it's growing as more and more tourists are coming to, the, to this island, as opposed to somewhere like El Salvador where, let's face it, there's not a lot of tourists going there. In fact, I know a BTC maximalist that I follow on Twitter that canceled his flight to El Salvador because of the, 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 the killing that just happened with the 62 gang members. Mm. So, um, you know, we have a place here where there's already tourism. There's already people coming with crypto, and they're injecting it. And now, the world is hearing that crypto's here. And you're also going to get the crypto tourists. So I, I think they really set themselves up in a in a wonderful way to enrich themselves in, in both cryptocurrency, but also in having agency over their own uh, finances, which really is what is about. At least for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's such a big deal to have that. That, uh, as you call it, closed loop. Uh, I use the term like business to business when a business owner can take the biz, the crypto that they've earned by doing whatever it is that they do and then do something with it rather than just having to hold on to it or hoping that it goes up in value and they can go and spend it on a vacation or i one of my favorite examples in town here was there was one of those like local map things where you could you know go to local businesses pick up a physical map and find other local businesses in town one of the guys that designed that started taking cryptocurrency so of course you know he went to the local businesses that are accepting cryptocurrency and offered them to advertise on the map for crypto so there was a you know a couple of the uh, local businesses they had a, a bunch of crypto that they'd earned over the years and so they bought onto the map and then he added like a little bitcoin logo next to their business and so it kind of became this little uh bitcoin business map in uh, in downtown And it was i was just so excited to hear about these things happening you know that we didn't ha- yeah. we didn't ask to happen we didn't come up with those ideas it just happened on its own yeah that was that was a really cool map too
2: well, I'll tell you something uh, really exciting that just happened yesterday. So there is uh, a restaurant here called Indian Summer, a uh, really wonderful place on the island of Nevis. And they also have a few locations um, on St. Kitts. And there's a restaurant supply company that sells your you know, industrial refrigerators and mm-hmm. equipment uh, in Florida, uh, run by a, a man named Ryan Gibson, And he sells all of his equipment for Bitcoin Cash.
4: Nice. So
2: yesterday, wow. the uh, uh, Indian Summer is opening a second, uh, another location, I should say, in Saint Kitts, and they purchased all of their equipment from him with Bitcoin Cash. That's and it's amazing. Being with Bitcoin Cash stickers all over it.
0: <laughs> that's that's absolutely incredible. Uh, tell me a little bit about Saint Kitts. It's the island just to the south of Saint Martin. If you look at map.bitcoin.com, it's got about the same number of uh, businesses on it. Is it like pretty competitive as far as a Bitcoin Cash destination?
2: It is. Um, the, the government here moves a little slower.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, probably a few reasons for that. But um, St. Lauren obviously is, is kind of talking about uh, legal tender status and kind of a funny thing. Uh, one of the things that Rolando said to me was, we're going to beat St. Kitts. <laughs> in, we're going to be the first country that has uh, Bitcoin Cash as a legal tender because that's been something that's... Uh, been talked about in St. Kitts as, as it's obviously spread to all the merchants and all the people using it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rolando wanted to, to beat them. So we'll see if, if that happens. But A little friendly uh, competition,
0: Kitts, never hurt anybody. It's good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's fantastic. All right. Well, I'm really glad that you're out there doing this reporting, uh, Mark. And I, I feel like we've we've covered all the bases on this tonight. Appreciate you staying on for uh, for over an hour with us. And again, your documentary work is over on YouTube at Mark Falson, M A R C F A L Z O N. You're also on Twitter under uh, the same name. Uh, anything else you can uh, plug for us here?
2: No, that's that's pretty much it. Actually, you know, one other thing I'll say is I just set up a new website called. Usecash.com. And what it does is it helps people who have no experience with cryptocurrency whatsoever, either individual users or merchants, get started using Bitcoin Cash right away, easy, no matter who you are or what level of experience you have with technology.
0: Great. Thanks for all the hard work out there. Um, Feel free to check back in with me if you've got something to say about India and your experience there. I know that's next on your itinerary of travel. How long are you expecting to stay in the islands, though, for now?
2: Uh, I'm actually uh, leaving in the morning and, funny enough, going to Bitcoin uh, Miami to do some videos there and hopefully have some productive debates.
0: Ooh, that'll be interesting. I hear there's even, like, I just heard today that there's apparently a Monero conference somewhere in Miami and uh, and then the so-called S-Coin conference across the street. So it sounds like there's a lot going on there uh, this this weekend. That,
2: mm-hmm, that's true. Uh, April 7th is uh, Monerotopia, and I'm actually a media sponsor there, so I'll be at that <laughs> event, too.
0: All right. Very cool. Uh, Mark Falzon, thanks for joining us here on Free Talk Live tonight. Appreciate your time. All right. Thanks so much. Yep, check him it out. It's got some really interesting documentaries. It's, it's, it's really fun to watch what's happening there in St. Martin with the, uh, the Bitcoin cash. Very, very cool stuff. Highly recommend you check it out. Um, M-A-R-C-F-A-L-Z-O-N. I always have to spell it just because you know, it's, a hard, it's a hard one for the radio uh, to communicate. And I really enjoyed it. I do want to watch his hour and a half long El Salvador piece. I just started watching it a Wait, It's an earlier. hour and a half long? Well, the one about St. Martin's is less than a half an hour, so that one's pretty easy to uh, consume, and the El Salvador one is a uh, full-length, feature-length documentary. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to say about yeah. you know, what uh, is going on down there. And I love how he juxtaposed the top down forcing Bitcoin down people's throats, authoritarianism of El Salvador with this bottom uh, up grassroots thing that's going on in St. Martin. It sounds really exciting and uh, look forward to hearing more of their development. Uh, and uh, it's good to have some competition. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us 603 283 6160. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. By the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. We just spent uh, the first part of the show talking about the amazing story out of St. Martin, the Dutch side, apparently. I did. I learned tonight that there's two sides to the island. I hadn't figured that much out in my my looking into St. Martin. I was Why do they spell it two different ways? Oh, (laughs) because the northern side's a French side, and the southern side's a Dutch side. So there's uh, two sort of districts there. But anyway, it's just heavy with Bitcoin Cash accepting businesses. And if you want to learn about cryptocurrency, you should go to Bitcoin.com. You can click Get Started at the top of the page. And you can begin the uh, the introductory process. There's some new concepts you should get your head around, like decentralization and why that matters. What is blockchain? Maybe get some basics down before you decide to get into it and get your first Bitcoin cash or a fraction of a Bitcoin or Dash or whatever it is that you're interested in getting. There's so many different options, and many of them you can actually get through Bitcoin.com. So get on over to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started at the top of the page. If you're already deep into crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got those for you there as well every day over at news.bitcoin.com. Again, news.bitcoin.com. Here tonight, you've got, Ian... And Chris.
1: And nobody.
0: Let's talk to Jay Noon here in New Hampshire calling us, I believe, from the Domestead. Go ahead, Jay.
5: Hey, Ian. Thanks for having me on. Um, So as you're aware, uh, uh, the New Hampshire Department of Child and Youth Services is, uh, well, essentially attacking my family.
0: They want to provide Um, you with services.
5: (laughs) I'm not interested in their services. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, this is all over, um, you know, essentially uh, my wife uh, leaving uh, our daughter in a car and running into a store and coming back out. And there's busybodies and cops there. Wow. <clears throat> um, and uh, they uh, and one thing I must say is uh, I am very uh, happy with uh, the Henneker Police Department. Really? Um Yep, the Hennecker chief of police is a a real stand-up dude. He's a real man. Um, And uh, he, um, you know, I met with me and my wife and kids and, you know, saw him and everything. And, you know, uh, he didn't really know me. He wanted to talk to me. He says, yeah, I'll go have breakfast with you at the breakfast place down the road. And uh, so we hung out with him for like an hour and a half, you know. And and he goes, yep, I told the people at uh, DCYF, your kids are not – Uh, neglected you know he's a father has a couple kids and uh he knows the difference and uh they don't care and in fact um i have a uh a cease and desist order actually actually kind of working on right now it's going to go in the mail tomorrow because you need to do these things you know certified return receipt um because you know everything i'm going forward with is you know um, preserving the record for uh, well, possible appeal if need, but definitely a lawsuit. Lawsuit.
3: Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's interesting. I, you're not the only one here recently that has been uh, targeted by DCYF for political reasons.
5: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it is a this is a straight up culture war that is happening, and honestly, like if it wasn't for like some of the YouTubers that I follow um, free talk live, you know, um, Ernest Hancock, uh, you can listen to his stuff. Uh, Tim pool is actually very um, like, um, you know, he explains the culture war stuff really, really well. Uh, Tim pools, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's pretty good about it because he used to be very much on the left. He used to be hmm. anti-gun for example, and now he's not. And um, he's, he's, he's very much a you know libertarian, best I can tell. Um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, so I like when even you know understand there's a culture war because you know I don't do Facebook anymore. I I just uh, I raise you know I raise my my kids. I raise pigs. I raise cows, chickens. Um, you know you know some of you guys in the studio. You know, see the little videos I make of my, my kids and the stuff that we do do on the farm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, like, uh, you know, there was uh, uh, Rochelle Kelly. She was um, the mom that, you know, went to the play down, playground in Concord that was closed during a scamdemic.
0: Yeah, this was in yeah, early right. 2020. I think it was April. Yeah. She got arrested months later for bringing her kids to the park. Uh, she ended up ch- uh, taking that to court and winning. I, w- I wasn't even thinking of that one, but yeah, that's another one. In uh, and it wasn't even a jury trial; she won in front of a bench trial in front of a judge. That's right. But uh, let's focus a little bit more on what's happened to you, Jay. These goons came to your house today.
5: Yep, they showed up at my house today, and uh, you know, oh well. Before that, here's what these guys have done that is absolutely insane. Hmm. They, uh I have an affidavit here and, um, you know, uh, uh, I, 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 um, sent some pictures to some people in some chat groups of it. So I'm, you know, sure it could be read by some of you guys in the studio and they have a, um, an order to interview my two-year-old daughter by herself. (laughs)
0: That is not happening. How many words and, could she even say if they if they could? Like, <laughs> obviously, you're not going to let that happen. But I mean, how many words could a two year old say?
5: Well, if you walk around the farm here, she would point out every animal to you and tell you what <laughs> noise it makes and what the animal is. You know, yeah, she will um, point out the pig poop and the cow poop and the goat poop because she knows the difference between it all.
4: That's good. Um,
5: she's a two year old that 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 that's a that's literally a farmer that's um, so in the, in this affidavit paragraph eight I'll just read this real quick uh, on March 22nd 2022 Melissa Coombs who is a DCYF agent contacted the Henniker police who stated they are familiar with the family due to the residents being free Staters <laughs> anti-government and the family lives on a compound with lookouts.
0: Compound. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Meanwhile, back at the compound.
5: Henniker police states this is a dangerous situation and will not go to the home without a court order. Hmm. <clears throat> the Henniker chief of police is extremely upset about that particular paragraph. Hmm. Um, because the only thing he said to those people, what well, he told me, and he's going to... You know, we're, you know, we're going to, we're probably going to court Monday to get an emergency injunction against these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what he told me was neither him nor any of his uh, officers uh, use uh, the language, let me get back to it here, um, anti-government, lives on a compound, or lookouts.
3: Hmm what is it now, with this word compound that? that they keep using against us man they love that they, yeah they love it's, that. even the judge in the crypto six case used the word compound mm-hmm. i'm like like really really <laughs> is this really who you think we are <laughs> That's
0: and, what they um, want to believe
3: well i've got
5: you know it's pretty documented who i am um and uh you know these people are they're cult members Yes, they are.
0: And hang on, Jay. We're going to continue with what's going on with you and what your planned response is. Maybe some other people who are in a similar situation, uh, can learn a thing or two. Cause you know, Jay New knows the system. He knows the, uh, sort of the, the underlying, I don't know if you want to call them secrets, but the, the sort of esoteric stuff that most people don't know about. There's more coming up. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open here and you can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, Ian here. And Chris.
1: And nobody.
0: We're going to go back into your phone calls and thoughts. We've got Jay Noon, who is uh, sometimes a co-host here on Free Talk Live, but he's stepped away for a while since he's been having children. And now, apparently, the DCYF goons or whatever it is they're called. because uh, There are always different letters. Uh, it's a different acronym in every state. Uh, but the, those people who want to take people's kids from them. Uh, they're now targeting jet. the alphabet people, kidnappers. Yes, uh, the goon squad. Uh, in this case, it looked like it was a uh, butch lesbian that came to your house today, who uh, decided she wanted to take your kids, and uh, some other bureaucrat from DCYF and two cops, and you basically called them out for uh, being city dwellers. It was pretty entertaining. I saw the video Bonnie had uh, had seen. Uh, Jay, so I did see some of the the, uh, the video footage, and you basically, t- you know, basically told him to get lost. Uh, can, is there anything that you can uh, tell our listeners as far as suggestions? Obviously, you can't give legal advice, but you know sure. these these goons yeah. show up and they want to search your house. How did you handle it?
5: Well, um, I told them no. I do not consent and. I also have told them several times that I require payment of $50,000 per hour. And because they're the government and they lie that I need to get prepaid. Nobody's giving me $50,000 to -hmm. take an hour tour of my property. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and I just, uh, said, absolutely not. And what, what they want to do is, um, and and what's cool is the order doesn't have, does with, with this stuff, well, first off, the word children and child and parent, they're all like these commercial legal statutory terms, which I don't identify as any of those. I don't mm. have children. I have a, a son and a daughter and I am their father and they have a mother mm. and um, the state and, and they're all, you know, legalese gobbledygook words. Um, I don't consent to that. And I don't have those, you know, things. Um, You can get into that and find out. I'm actually writing up a a cease and desist order that sort of gets into that a little bit. Hmm. But best thing to do with these guys is, um, well, first off, you have to be great. And you have to, you know, really like, uh, you know, keep your emotions level. And a lot of people can't handle the emotion of and keep it together of, you know, somebody wanting to snatch your, your kids. Um. Yeah. So, it's uh, role playing helps. Uh, really helps when you live in an area where the police are decent, for sure. Um, I am very thankful this is not happening on Massachusetts.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, got, that's for sure. That's where you moved from, by the way, for yeah. listeners that don't know. Yeah. Oh, God.
5: So, so, what, so, what I refer to these to this um, uh, uh, woman uh, as is a city, urban. Liberal type.
0: Mm-hmm. She looks like one um, too.
5: Is, is what I call them. And you know they are. And we got to understand. Like I, if I didn't under have my head wrapped around culture war and been listening, you know, to podcasts about it, you know, I, it would be a little harder to, to you know, to certainly um, understand my position and their position and deal with these folks. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and 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 this culture war thing, a lot of people really dismiss it. They don't believe it's happening. Um, but when you look at how, for example, at several levels of uh, government, the um, uh, there's you know they are throwing the book, slamming the door, and throwing away at the key at essentially uh, conservative types. Oh, yeah. I don't identify as conservative. Uh, I you know I I I don't care for Trump. Um, and anyways, but like, you know, let, let's look at examples. Um, you have, uh, you know, the January 6th deal. And there's people still in prison who literally, like, haven't been charged from what I understand. They're in, like, mm. horrible condition.
1: The unauthorized yet, tour. Yeah,
5: Yeah, but yet you have BLM, burning cities, what, 30 people died in a in riots in, in, in the summer of 2020 or 30 plus? hundreds of billions of dollars of insurance claims due to, you know, um, fires and torching. They they set fires to, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, federal buildings. There was some building in Portland that where the mayor had, like, he lived there, and they were trying to set fire to that. Well, so long as
1: have, they stick to government buildings, I'm all right with it. <laughs> hmm. well, yeah. But so, they didn't. Right.
5: Whatever. So the, the point is, is that these people... You have Kamala Harris and, and, you know, the rest of the radical left uh, essentially, you know, promoting campaigns to, like, bail these people out of jail through GoFundMe. GoFundMe never gets shut down for people donating to violent radical extremists such as Antifa and BLM. But yet GoFundMe, you know, totally shuts the truckers right off, you know, because um, it's, it, it's literally a culture war.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, definitely did today. that.
5: Yep. And uh, so... Uh, I had a conversation with uh, J.R. Hall today,
0: and he is a former is state representative who uh, is being also was recently targeted by DCYF uh, in a similar yep. circumstance. Uh, I believe he beat his
3: case.
0: What's that? He beat the case. Them. Okay,
3: beat the case, and has there been any talk yeah, about dissolving DCYF?
0: Do, no. do you have uh, a well,
1: vat of acid?
3: well <laughs> I, I, i'm just i'm just asking man you're talking you're, you said you're talking to uh one of our state reps so so jr hole i don't believe
5: is currently a, he's not currently a state rep he was
0: oh he was yes, okay that's correct
5: but he wasn't planning on being a state rep now he's going to run again because of this stuff
0: oh good
1: nice um is
5: what he, is what he told me so
1: i remember it, him as being good yeah he was
0: pretty good pretty yep. freedom friendly
5: yeah so so oh, one thing i want to back up to so there's an affidavit in a courtroom that has a signature on it. <clears throat> an affidavit stand as uh, essentially facts and truth until they are rebutted. Mm-hmm. So when, when uh, someone puts compound and lookouts, now all you people in that studio have been to my home. Yes. You see I have these geodesic dome houses here.
0: They're really cool. they yeah.
5: yep. And they both have these five-sided cupolas on top. Well, that's part of the geodesic dome structure. and has to do with it literally not falling down on itself mm-hmm. and, um, you know, heat and moisture. It's a specific architectural design of the house. <laughs> and, you know, my, my home is my homestead is not a prop is not a uh, compound. No, it's, no,
0: a, it's a farm. It's a yeah, <laughs>
3: it's a homestead. It's uh, it's a farm it's with a usually playground. like some
0: RVs on it from other free staters that are you know crashing there temporarily and it, it,
3: it uh, yeah it, it very reminds me it very much reminds me of what New Hampshire is like you know uh, it's a very rural uh, you know part of the the country and, uh, and it's almost a community live.
0: center. There's a lot yeah. of activity there, especially during the warmer months. There's usually you know uh, campfires or cookouts or, or whatever going on.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very so, yeah, much. Like- a lot of fun when, uh, you know, when you throw a party or, or whatever.
5: So I have a uh, farm Friday events like today. There was, um, uh, eight kids and their parents were basically going to come here and they were going to help me feed pigs. They were going to, um, uh, we were going to start preparing some garden plots, uh, trash pickup. Um, you know, we have, uh, uh, some steers that we got to castrate uh, and didn't get any of that work done. I needed to get done today. And um, that's because you were yeah, expecting had the had government it. to show up, right? You're
1: expecting different pigs. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I'll tell you, um, I really feel good about the Hanneker police um, uh, in this. Uh, and it's uh, the first time I've ever truly had a warm and fuzzy feeling. You know, I, we'll, I we'll really see how you I got a, that. I got
1: a sure. suggestion for you don't on that, me. which is given what the police chief said to you, if I were you, I would get an affidavit from him saying exactly that, that, this is happening. exactly what I said to DCYF.
3: That's a good mm. idea, actually. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember these these are liars and thieves and don't let them deceive you just because they're they're acting nice now.
1: Some are better than others. It's true. But. And the rural cops of New Hampshire are, well, they're probably the, the, the best quality swine you'll ever
0: run across. <laughs> By, comparison. Well, and, and By and comparison. I know you wanted to respond to that, Jay, so hang on. We'll, uh, we'll continue here. And hopefully they don't – I hope he continues to have a positive experience with them because I suspect once the judge's order comes in, they'll behave differently. But oh, we'll absolutely. See more coming up. <coughs> talk live you can join us here the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 in the studio tonight you've got ian and chris and nobody we're talking with jay noon he's still on the line with us here uh called in tonight because the department of children and families goons are after his kids and they are coming uh they came by today to his domestead there which is a farm that he has and uh sort of central new hampshire central southern new hampshire uh jay you're back on with us here you had a couple of goons from dcyf and a couple of local cops show up you say that the local chief of police seemingly has been making statements that support you in this case so The local uh, cop is not immediately falling in line with DCYF, which is making their job a little bit harder than it would be if this were like a big city uh, situation. And you were just about to explain uh, what your approach is going to be with getting the police chief on record.
5: So, yeah, I I had a conversation with him today uh, about, um, you know, swearing out affidavits to uh, correct the record. Um, you know, um, he, uh, um, he said that, uh, he's, he's lost sleep over this. Um, but you know, the thing is with this, this guy, he, um, he understands the current culture of rural Americans essentially, and especially, you know, rural New Hampshireans. and, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, we, uh, pretty much everybody in rural New Hampshire carries a sidearm. Uh pretty much everybody, you know, has got a pickup truck. Four mm-hmm. will drive one in rural New Hampshire. Uh, you know, we pretty much everybody's got a lot of people have animals. Most p- properties in rural New Hampshire are basically homesteads. Like my my place is like a classic New Hampshire homestead. Um it's uh it's you know, it's basically what what it is and you know what New Hampshire's been since it's been settled. Um, and he, uh, he understands it. he gets it, uh, like, uh, the chief of police wasn't here today, but two of his officers were, and they, they were both really good. And, you know, I'm chatting with the one guy and he's, he grew up on a dairy farm, Like mm-hmm. he knows what, what it is. He, 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 uh, he understands, um, you know, if this was, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, police officer in, you know, New York State or, or basically any city, almost any blue area would be a different story. They, they, they would be, you know, I don't know, you know, they wouldn't probably wouldn't be protecting my rights.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they uh they would act like they were on a compound and act like they were under threat constantly and be violent and, and believe believe everything DCYF said. And this guy, like you said, he, if he's raised on a farm, he knows just that he's on a farm. Like that's I mean, where he is.
3: It sounds good. I'm just afraid, you know. Don't let them blindside you, man.
5: Yeah, I, I and I understand that. And you know, um, uh, I mean, you know, I've always been sort of uh, a lot more talkative. In these situations, then you know, um, and I wouldn't recommend anybody talk to any of these people. Yeah. Uh, unless you've rehearsed it, this is why it's so important. Like when you get a measly traffic ticket, to not just pay it, to go through and fight it. I agree. Yeah. for example, make them make or, them work it, it for is, it. Well, and make them work for it, and it's such good practice.
6: And mm-hmm. I had
5: a lot of traffic tickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in my life and uh you know I, mean, I used to you know I, I, I've been you know, you, you know I mean you know anybody just you know run my name through an internet search engine and you can see all about it Jay Noon um, you said know,
0: yeah. say that again uh, so Jay, the as I understand it what these goons are going to try to do from the DCYF is go to some sort of robed man and have some kind of order issued that would what compel you to let them in the house is that what they're trying to do next you think Uh contempt
5: order is what they're looking to go do and uh, we'll see what they do. So they do. A contempt order. Wait, order. so they already
0: have an uh, an order from a robed man.
5: Yep. They have an order from uh, the uh, Hillsborough District Court and it is signed by, I believe, a robed woman mm-hmm. named Erin B. McIntyre, signature of judge.
0: And what does she what and, has she uh, ordered them to do?
5: She hasn't ordered me to do anything.
0: Them? What did she order them to do?
5: Uh, she is ordering, I hereby order that a police officer, juvenile probation, or parole officer, or child protection service worker shall enter the premises of the children in reference to the Department of Health and Human Services investigation and assess the immediate safety and well-being of the children. In this order is served and executed by, if this order is served and executed executed by a child protection service worker or juvenile probation and parole officer, a, parole, a police officer shall accompany child protection services. The court further, further orders in addition to entering the premises as part of the investigation that um, <clears throat> the division is permitted to interview Cypress Spalding, which that's what they're calling her. You know my daughter on mm-hmm. there, and it's just not her name alone without the parents present and compel the parents to provide information for the children's medical provider and sign a release of information. And then they go on with this other stuff, Um, grant uh, that they asked for, but it doesn't look like the judge gave it to them, but this is in the affidavit, it says grant, any further relief as maybe just and equitable. Mm. So when that is on a document with ECYF and they show up in your house and they see some dirty dishes, maybe, maybe, um, you know, there's a poopy diaper in a trash that might smell or, you know, um, you know, uh, kids are half covered in, you know, mud and, you know, whatever cow poop, (laughs) um, this, uh, you know, this is like the catch-all for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we can just take your kids. Grant any further relief that may be just inequitable. So the thing is, is never, ever give these guys consent. Mm-hmm. Never let them see your kids. And there's a website, I, I can't think of it right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll send it um, uh, over to you guys, that's specific to New Hampshire, and there has been millions of dollars worth of lawsuits settled against DCYF. I mean, there's literally cases where a, 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 a young girl is ta- a toddler is taken from her father and the father's like, you know, a working class kind of guy given to the mother. Who's a straight up heroin addict. Mm. And then the mother kills the child.
3: Jeez. And
5: the father, the father sued DCYF and settled for $7 million. I've been, you know, Going through this stuff the past few days, you know, building my case.
0: So basically, you told and, these um, bureaucrats when they showed up that you didn't consent. You've never consented yeah. to be uh, governed by the state, and they could go take a hike. You know, and they uh, they did leave, and uh, we'll see what the next step is here. I,
3: I want to know what what I mean. There was no court case. There was nothing. You were never before a judge. You know, uh, I mean, when did you have an right. opportunity to defend yourself? Where Where was your due process in all this? Because I'm, I'm not hearing no any due process.
5: There is no due process, and also I asked the, um, I asked the uh, the you know the the lady that was here um, for her oath of office, and she totally sidestepped the question. And hmm, yeah. from what I was right. learning now, there is no oath of office with um, social workers.
0: Hmm. Interesting. But
5: they and they lie constantly, and I, I think oh, you yeah. caught this one in straight up perjury. Um, especially with uh, what's going on here. Um,
0: well, keep so. us in the loop as uh, as this develops. Uh, definitely an interesting situation, and I, I hope that maybe Bonnie can uh, dig that video up and maybe we'll be able to post it to uh, Free Keen. Is that something you want to go out publicly? I, I presume you do.
5: Yeah, sure, do
0: it. All right, cool. Uh, We'll see what we can do about that. And uh, like I said, Jay, keep us in the loop on this and uh, and keep those video cameras rolling because the more video there is of this, the more people can uh, understand what really is going on out there with with parents because it's so rare that people will record interactions with these people. I was just
3: about to say that. And people are so afraid. And then, of course, nobody understands just how terrible, uh, you know.
0: dcyf DCYF
3: is um you know so-called you know organizations state organizations are supposed to protect kids they're not doing that what they're doing is they're they're basically using it as a political uh a means of of politically harassing you know people that they don't like
1: do you have cell 411
3: um
5: i got a new de-googled phone so uh I I haven't put that one on there yet. I
1: I had it on my old phone. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait till the uh, the next release. The next release will be
0: de-googled. Ooh, we're breaking Um, news here tonight. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Now now you've now you've teased the new release. Nobody, I mean, it's obviously software's done when it's done. But can you uh, say maybe by summertime or?
1: Um, hopefully, the big question is the Apple version.
0: Yeah, well, that. That would be Googled, that? right? I mean, <laughs> uh, that doesn't need to be de Googled. Right. So, yeah, as far as the de Googled version, that maybe by uh, Porkfest?
1: Um, Possible. Could be. Okay. All right.
0: All right. More coming up here. Hour three. Thanks, Jay, for the call. Hour three is next. It's Free Talk Live. Free
6: Talk Live.
0: Hey, it's Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. And you can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, it's Ian and Chris. And nobody. Of course, you can bring up whatever is on your mind, uh, whether it be the continued abuse of peaceful people by the DCYF goons, which we were just talking with Jay Noon about, or the amazing acceptance of Bitcoin cash on the islands of St. Kitts and St. Martin in the Caribbean. Oh, we spent the first hour with Mark Falson on the show talking about that. So you can comment on those things. Or, got a little bit of what appears to be some good news. It's very rare that we get good news these days. Uh, but I do like to report on some good stuff from time to time. And Will Yakowitz over at Forbes has the story about the Moore Act. I don't know if this is as good as you guys think it is. It's got some bad parts to it. The U.S. House of Representatives passed the Moore Act, a bill that would end the federal prohibition on cannabis by removing it from the list of banned controlled substances. That alone is something to be pretty excited about. Of course, it still has to get through the Senate, and it says here that it's actually the second time the bill has passed the House. So the first time, a year ago, I guess, when it passed, it failed in the Senate, and it is indeed going to face what they describe as strong headwinds there but the marijuana opportunity reinvestment and expungement act was introduced <laughs> by House Judiciary Chairman Gerald Nadler a democrat from New York it passed the house apparently today 220 to 204 and interestingly there were it was mostly on party lines three republicans voted in favor of it the rest of the republicans voted against it of course they do
1: you know which ones voted for
0: it uh not offhand i do know that two democrats voted against it and the rest of the democrats voted in favor of it and one of the democrats who voted against it was new hampshire's own chris pappas who is uh, one of the representatives from here in new hampshire so talk about people who are completely clueless as far as what the, the american people want people are are ready to end the war on cannabis. Well, he may
1: well know what the American people want, but maybe he's just making a lot of money off prohibition.
0: Maybe. You know, maybe,
1: maybe he's getting paid
0: off. These goons uh, are continuing this drug war, and it's just so, so despicable. Well, anyway, uh, you said there's problems with this bill, and I'm sure that's true,
3: Chris. Yeah, it's it's something that would be very, mm, let's put it this way, I think you, I think you will find it particularly mm, undesirable as a result.
0: Well, I definitely see the idea of uh, unscheduling the drug as a huge deal, not just reducing mm-hmm. it on the schedule, not going from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3, but going from Schedule 1 to not on the drug schedule. And, and if they a take it thing. off
1: the schedule, that automatically legalizes it in New Hampshire.
0: That's correct, as I understand it. Yeah. That's going to add a 5% tax, guys. Well, uh, ca- tax. cannabis is legal for adult use in 19 states and medical use in 36 states. The bill would end the federal ban but leave legalization up to the states. The legal industry generated $25 billion in sales last year, a 43% increase over 2020 and is expected to hit 65 billion in the year 2030. During his opening statement, Nadler said the bill if made into law would reverse decades of injustices waged on Americans and especially those from communities of color. Quote, "Whatever one's views are on the use of marijuana for recreation or, or medicinal use, the policy of arrest, prosecution and incarceration at the federal level has proven both unwise and unjust. For far too long we've treated marijuana as a criminal justice problem instead of as a matter of personal choice and public health and I can't Disagree with a single word of uh, of that statement. Well, and even if there is a five, a
1: Democrat and a stopped clock can be right twice a day.
0: Yeah, and and you know what? You have to expect attacks from politicians when it comes to. Uh, Drug legalization—that's what's happened in every state uh, so far. So the fact that if the feds—if the feds say, "Okay, we're going to deschedule marijuana, but add a five percent federal tax"—that is way better than having continued federal enforcement, continued states using the federal government as their excuse not to legalize. Because that's what it was for a long time here in New Hampshire, where you would bring a decrim bill or a legalization bill in front of a, a state house committee, and the first objection they'd come up with this well it's illegal on the federal level
1: well if it's illegal on the federal level let the feds enforce it
0: (laughs) yeah troy carter democrat from louisiana said that 91 percent of americans want some form of cannabis to be legal and that there are more important priorities the police should be focused on quote law enforcement cannot afford to chase small pot offenders when violent crime is on the rise nationwide the war on marijuana is a costly relic of the past The Democratic caucus chair said there's a mass incarceration problem in the U.S. fueled by the prison industrial complex in America. He says Richard Nixon's failed war on drugs disproportionately targeted black and Latino Americans. And if I recall correctly, that was was the intention. It succeeded Mm,
1: beautifully in destroying the lives of a lot of people.
0: didn't That's what he wanted. Yeah, didn't Nixon's advisor say that the whole point of the war on drugs was to go after the blacks and the hippies?
1: Yeah, that's uh, John Ehrlichmeyer, I think his name was, and he said that to CNN on the record, and the article was on their site last time I looked for it.
0: Quote, it has ruined individual lives, ruined families, and ruined communities, particularly in communities of color. It's time to end the federal cannabis prohibition. House Majority Leader said this is an important issue because the majority of Americans want cannabis to be legal. He also said that he used to support tough-on-marijuana policies earlier in his political career. Quote, I was a supporter of the war on drugs. I've been here a long time, but it's not a gateway drug. I've been convinced of that. Marijuana has been legalized in 40% of our states, and medical marijuana is legal in 36 states.
1: Sure, it's a gateway drug. A <laughs> lot of people use marijuana to get off heroin. Yeah, that's a good point. Gateway out.
0: <laughs> this is not out of the ordinary, he says. This is something Americans tell us is an appropriate thing to do, unquote. I mean, if this old fossil has been there for so many, however many decades, he's been in the, uh, the U.S. government, and even if, if he can learn that he was actually wrong about a thing. You know, that's a good sign. What's
1: disappointing is the Republicans on that, because the Republicans should be saying, hey, we believe in small government. We believe in avoiding government overreach. That's what they claim to believe. But when it comes time to put their money where their mouth is they're not there the rhinos
0: they've actually got a, cl- a quote from one of the republicans here despite the vac the fact the vast majority of americans are in favor, uh, favor of legal marijuana there were plenty of naysayers in the house cliff bence is a republican from oregon he managed the bill's opposition said the more act is a quote bad and incomplete bill unquote representing southern oregon where le- illegal cannabis grows to become a pervasive problem rife with organized crime well that's because y'all made it illegal <laughs> yeah to grow alcohol
1: it. was the same way during pro Prohibition, all you had to do was repeal prohibition and solve the problem.
0: Well, but instead what they did in Oregon was they created a state-controlled system where if you don't have a government permission slip, it's a crime to grow a plant. Hey, so. stupid
1: got us into this situation. Why can't stupid get us out?
0: Yeah, So that's the problem with all these legalization systems is they just create new control structures. They don't make it so you can just grow plants and sell them. No, there's a license. You have to ask permission. You have to pay a fee. You have to have some bureaucrat come out and inspect your facility. And so what he's saying here is despite all the licensing, despite all the regulations and the taxes that Oregon has, oh, wow. People still want to grow without asking for permission. People still want to sell and buy without asking for government permission. They want to avoid the government taxes. They want to get the cheapest, best marijuana they can without having to go through Mm. the system.
1: And, of course, anybody who knows anything about weed or a lot of people who have been in the marijuana business for a while really know what they're doing, they are excluded from this new system. So they were victimized during the drug war, and now they're getting victimized again.
0: He says legalization has been a disaster for Oregon, explaining that drug cartels are stealing water and threatening locals.
1: (laughs) Can't have a drug cartel without having prohibition prohibition. Yeah.
0: So yeah, don't be fooled by all of the stories about legalization out there. You
1: and don't be fooled by saying Republicans want the government out of your business.
3: Yep, exactly. I mean, it seems like such a poor choice, though, to you know make criminals out of people who are not stealing, you know, water, so to speak, just because some people are, right? Like, mm-hmm.
1: I- well, basically, as Milton Friedman put it, what the government does is it serves as the protection racket. For the cartels, yeah, by keeping legal competition
0: out, right? Yep. no one would have to steal water if you didn't have to ask for a permission slip to sell and grow marijuana in Oregon, because then anyone could legally set up a place to to grow it. They wouldn't have to worry about, you know, funneling water from some river or whatever, and and that's part and of they the would be
1: so much more efficient than criminals and gangs.
0: Yeah, there's more coming up here. Apparently, it's an eight percent tax, not a five percent, which is much oh, worse. Oh wow, more coming up. Is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show, the number is 603-283-6160, that's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the MORE Act, and MORE stands for, oh, where is it here, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. It was passed by the U.S. House today, Two hundred and twenty. To 204, mostly down party lines. There were three Republicans who voted for it and two Democrats who voted against it. Well,
1: except for those three boo hypocritical Republicans. You're yeah. supposed to be for small government. Act like it.
0: We're uh, sharing you, uh, with you more of this here. It's Ian and Chris and nobody in the studio tonight. Don't forget, you can join us online anytime. And I do want to say thanks to Scott, who is a Free Talk Live uh Supporter of our Amps Patreon, he's a gold level, which means he's doing at least ten bucks a month. So thank you, Scott. Uh, he went over to Amps.Freetalklive.com that takes you straight to our Patreon, Amps.Freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there, and you get some cool perks, you get some benefits for perks? for helping us out, uh, and we really appreciate it. So thank you, Scott, and thank you to everybody else who is a member over at Amps. Dot freetalklive.com. we'll uh, get back into the more act here in moments uh we go first though to alu axelman calling us from new hampshire he's one of the uh, oh. authors and editor over at the liberty block alu welcome
7: hey how's it going guys hey. the more act and cannabis being legalized or descheduled won't matter because we're going to secede from the union. So I don't know if <laughs> Heck yeah. the Senate and, and dictator Biden will find this into law first or will secede first. Both of them could be a year five years away, 10 years away. Um, so it's hard to know, but I'm just going to keep focusing on independence. The latest development from the FNHI is that...
0: That's the Foundation got, for New Hampshire Independence, of which you are the president.
7: Yes, sir. We got a donation, and it is specifically for a survey. So we're going to be commissioning a survey of New Hampshire voters on how they feel about independence. Um, we've got to work out all the details. We're hoping to have a board meeting tomorrow. So we're going to work out the details. And and depending on who we go with exactly, we're hoping to be able to write the questions. So if we can write five questions about, you know, asking people in New Hampshire how they feel about the federal government, do they love D.C. politicians, do they believe D.C. politicians come in their lives better than them or better than those in Concord, um, and and questions like that. And then a question about do you support independence or do you support uh, us being able to vote on independence. Hopefully we can get some some great feedback and see exactly where we're at for the baseline, and then we'll do a poll again Mm -hmm. in a few years, maybe, and see if we've moved the needle. So that's the great news. we got a donation. It's it's enough money. Yeah, I I love it. I actually
0: reached out to the uh, St. Anselm College. I got the contact information from Carla Garrick over there. Uh, She's one of your board members, and uh, the dude got back to me and asked me for a few details, and I said, "Well, I want to present all the details to the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence, and it's going to be about this and then We'd like to do it, you know, by the summertime, if uh, ideally." And he, uh, it's been a few days, he hasn't gotten back to me, so it'll be something I'll be follow- following up on. Uh, next week. And the St. Anselm, for listeners that aren't familiar, it's a, it's a college here in New Hampshire, and they, they're sort of known for doing scientific surveys here in the state. So I, I don't know who else uh, does them very often here. Who else would you consider looking at, Although Have you considered so, so that? So
7: what we're looking at now, and especially with the, the, the donor and some others we're working with, um, it seems like they want to go with USA because they trust them a lot, and, and it would be part of a poll. It would be just one part. They want to do eight states they want to do Texas, I believe, oh. Hawaii, Alaska, and a few others. A few other pretty pro-liberty states, maybe Florida too. So can get you know voters in all eight states and kind of do some apples-to-apples apples comparisons of seeing who wins as far as the most pro-independence voters. So it'll kind of be a part of a multi-state thing. So mm. It'll be great to compare New Hampshire sentiment to other states, but also it'll be great for New Hampshire. And we could write the questions for New Hampshire's survey, So it'll be kind of part of a bigger thing, but. The f mm-hmm. would, would totally be uh, sponsoring this survey. So that's great news. So oh, that's number one. Wow. The next thing is there's a uh, rally in Concord tomorrow for gun rights. I think it's the big annual Women's Defense League gun rights rally from noon to 2 p.m. So everyone better go to Concord and do that. So we'll be there with Liberty Block and the books and everything. And nice. the third big thing is that um, I'm making a lot of progress on my next book, Presumed Guilty. It's going to be my biggest book and best book by far. It's probably going to be about 15 bucks and or three goldbacks. Um, I'm really hoping to publish it in, in, like, as soon as two weeks, maybe, as soon as a few more guys review it and make sure it's it's totally legally accurate and awesome. I think um, nobody was trying to ask you a question,
0: Oliver. Uh, what was it? Do you know? Um, I said?
1: actually had a suggestion for you okay. for one of the questions, and it's not specifically about our, about our states uh, seceding. It is, if another state chose to secede from the union, would you support going to war with them? To make mm. them
3: stay. Oh,
7: wow.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, yeah. A,
7: that's an awesome question. Um, we we will definitely be considering that. I've, I've been thinking about that um, for a while. So that's one of the questions we would love to ask. Yeah, for because. For all eight states. That way we can see if people in Texas would support the federal government, you know, sending troops to kill us if we left and vice versa for all the states. So that's a great question.
3: Yeah. And mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that. People are constantly saying is well they'll just invade. Well, will they? I mean, if the population mm-hmm. doesn't support invasion of a state that you know declares independence, then that argument you know kind of goes bye
7: bye. Yeah. Well, the yeah, problem well, is, was is usually talk live like two weeks ago saying that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, nobody.
1: Usually the population doesn't support wars, so we've got to be out in front of it, Mm. and ready and organized before it happens to stop it in its tracks before they can start
3: it. Yep, absolutely.
0: Awesome. Olu, anything else you want to share? Uh, I think that's about all. Thanks, man. Keep up the good work out there. I'm uh, glad to hear that uh, there's some people that are willing to back this thing and get some uh, actual polling, some principled polling going on. Because so far, the you know the polls that we've reported on over the last few years have left a lot. You know, they've been they've been lacking. They haven't what? really come at it from the right perspective.
3: Uh, if you're still there, what do, do we have a number on what that cost?
7: Yeah, um, it, it looks like it'll be to do eight states with what we want to do with the amount of people is about fifty thousand. Wow. And it will be eight states, and it would be uh, 600 to 800 people in each state. So that's what we're thinking about now, but we're all still, still working on it. So there's somebody who put, put forward
0: – one person put forward $50,000 to do this?
7: Yeah, and it's actually um, someone who wants to be totally anonymous. Wow. Philanthropic, philanthropic Trust, so we don't even know who it is. Hey, um, I, wanna, I know a contact who knows him. But I, I just totally want to say
3: thank you uh, to the person who – made this uh donation yeah, because very, that's, gen- uh, very generous
0: yeah i was me. thinking we were going to have trouble raising the six six thousand dollars that we would need to hire just to do new hampshire with uh saint anselm because I, I heard a rumor that, that that's what they would charge yeah uh for it i'm thinking okay well you yeah, know we'll see how <laughs> well, i think we yeah, can scrape that together
7: seven thousand per state with this so, yeah. so eight states eight times six would yeah. be about fifty thousand so, so that's seemingly what we're looking at, but we gotta f- get more info and to get all the details.
0: Yeah, and that could get a lot more coverage too. Like instead of just doing New Hampshire, since you're adding in Texas and, and other states where there there may already be some movement and some interest in this, there's gonna be a lot more likely share around and pass around, a lot more news media might pick up the thing, on it. Right
7: so. now, if they if, if the poll is done in a few months or over the next few months, right now Texas probably has the most overall pro independence Ah, uh, people. If they survey the entire general population, not just liberty activists, right? If liberty activists, New Hampshire wins. But if they survey everyone in Texas, or a good sampling representative of the people, Texas will win. So, the next few months, you and I and all the others have to really go out there doing like man on the street activism and educating people about the benefits of independence over the next few months, so that we can beat out Texas in the survey.
0: Well, definitely want to uh, – I mean, we have no idea what what this is going to reveal, and I think it'll be very interesting to see where we have for our starting point here. And it'll also be interesting to show to the state reps, uh, presuming it's not a total disaster. I think it'll be actually really positive, personally, based I, on the people I that think we've spoken video. with. it's going to look better. I think we're going to be surprised at how positive this Pleasantly surprised, out. yeah. Pleasant, yeah. Surprised. Thanks, Alu, for the call tonight. Check him out at libertyblock.com. And we got more coming up. You can share your thoughts with us, whether it's on independence or cannabis uh, legalization. It's Free Talk Live it's free talk live the phones are open here and you can join us 603-283-6160 That's 603-283-6160 whether you want to talk about independence or cannabis legalization or whatever happens to be on your mind which those are two of my favorite topics by the way oh yeah (laughs) i do love ending the war on drugs want to see that happen someday and secession. We want to see that happen uh, sooner, ideally. The number again, 603 283 6160. It's Ian Chris, and nobody joining you here tonight. The phones are open. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts, but I do want to let you know about Freedom's Phoenix. It is a liberty oriented news aggregation site. And if you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty, then you can go to freedomsphoenix.com. You can get their daily dispatch. And stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, gover- uh, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. It's freedomswithansphoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. As we go to your calls and thoughts and then more about the Moore Act. As it is uh, being called, that is passed. More about more. Yeah, has uh, passed the U.S. House for the second time and is going to the Senate. But does it stand a chance in the Senate? Is ultimately the question. We'll go uh, to that next. But first, Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live, Sarah.
8: Oh yes. So it was announced that New Mexico is ranked the least friendliest um, state for pets.
2: For
8: what? So that award we're we're number one in mistreating our pets that are the most
1: oh my god well you've got big government that shows a a desire to bully so pets are easy to bully
8: well you know i i just i don't know what it is but
1: i told um, you what it is
8: Well, it's, but I'm not talking about, we're not talking, we're talking about our, the state. New Mexico, mm-hmm. it's like compared to you know other states, I, um, it's just you understand, understand other states you, where
0: they're not bullies. You understand states are people, right? Like the idea of a state is just a fantasy mm-hmm. that people believe in. So when you talk about the state, you're referring to human beings. You're right, saying but, that the I mean, people of New
8: Mexico is like worse. Than you're all saying the, the people of New Mexico
0: are, the, are more likely to abuse animals than any other state.
8: Yeah, that's the ranking. And I, you know what? And then I see plenty of dogs that escape. They dig a hole, and then they run off. And I see, and then and the poor dogs get caught, caught by the dog hound. I mean, mm. the, what, the dog catcher. And then and same to thing the happens
1: cows. to Cubans.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> they, and then returned to the abusive family, right?
8: I don't I don't know where they get put it to, but uh, these dogs are... Well, they're either likely they're returned so to the abusive
0: family or they're put down at the, the pound yeah. or something like that. Maybe that's they'll correct. make it into the hands of some sort of humane society or whatever and have a chance at, uh, at finding a new family that actually cares. But in a state full of abusers, that's probably, you know, it's difficult. It's an
1: inhumane society. <laughs> yeah.
8: It's like it goes along with abusing women and abusing children here, too.
1: And Remember abusing taxpayers.
8: Well, I mean, because we got, well, New Mexico is one of the poorest states. So we get, actually, our state gets most, sub, I mean, government substance than more than any other state. So well, that makes it a, a communist state.
1: It's not, Actimate. it's not, it's not surprising, but you got the cause and effect backwards. You have big government; that's why you're poor, and because mm-hmm. big government creates poverty, you suck in money from the rest of us like parasite. Yeah. another I mean, reason to it, secede it, right it, now. And, the, yeah. and,
3: and this is the thing, Sarah. If if New Hampshire or not New Hampshire, if uh, New Mexico didn't receive those subsidies, people would have more of an incentive to leave the state and go where the jobs are, and actually, you know, be productive citizens, and then they wouldn't be. Be poor or you know they'd be incentivized to i don't know create new jobs you know but by she starting businesses
0: wants people to be poor because then they're reliant on the state and they need the government she loves the state she wants to have a total communist system and uh so you know you just love being there why would you want people to be poor sarah uh
8: you know that's not that's not what I'm advocating for. It's just that our climate. of all the retirees come to this state.
0: Wait a minute! Aren't you in favor of taxing? Hold on, Sarah. Haven't you called in to tell us how much you want to tax the rich?
8: No, they the retired people. They're not wealthy. They're not zero, one uh, That didn't answer not my question. Haven't
0: you called in and said you want to see the rich being taxed? Right. Right. That's Therefore, correct. you want people to be poor. <laughs> And of course, your well, state I mean, becomes yes, poorer no, because
8: that, no, it makes people rich. The poor people get more money. That's not how it works. That's GCC. not how it works at
3: all. No, and and Sarah, well, how you works know,
8: in my, my the reality. last time
3: I checked, most of the people who are you know retired have way more in their bank account than I do. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it sounds like you want to steal from the uh, you know the retirees.
8: Why the retirees? No, when, when we tax the multi billionaires, the retirees get free hearing aid instead of paying thousand five hundred dollars <laughs> a month. And it's do you working think there out are? so
1: well that you're one of the poorest states in the, in the nation. So uh, how so? How is that? Why hasn't all this taxing and stealing and spending? Why hasn't it solved your problem? Why aren't y'all rich down there? How many billionaires? No,
0: I'd like her to answer that question. Okay.
3: You might have to repeat the question well, Sarah.
8: well you know the the poverty has because this used to be middle of nowhere it's not caused by communism the communism we have that because oh, so it's we the don't location
0: have any money. so wait yeah th-
8: there, there's no shipping here
0: so it's that so there's, there's not no enough industry. there's not enough taxing going on and so you need to tax harder and make sure that more people can get subsidized, and that's going to somehow fix things? I'll tell
1: you what, no matter where you are, if people are free to produce, they will come there in droves, Mm -hmm. and they will produce. You don't need somebody to make people produce. You just need to get out of the way and let them do it. Yeah. And that's what New Mexico has failed to do, and that is how they have created an environment of failure and poverty.
3: Yeah, sir, and I just want to point something out to you. Uh, New Hampshire has like 20 miles of coastline, I believe it is, Um, like almost no coastline. And it's not you know one of the poorest states in the nation. So- I don't know. It's one of the wealthiest. Yeah, it's one of the wealthiest. Exactly. Which is, I'm a a bit skeptical of this argument that just because you don't have a coastline, that's the reason for poverty in in New Mexico.
1: Freedom and wealth go together. Poverty and government go together.
0: A dust bowl for. for
1: Have you heard of Nevada?
0: I mean, Nevada is also a desert, and they have some of the most successful, commercially successful cities on the planet. Las Vegas was built in the middle of nowhere, they have no natural resources. Uh, unless you consider sand to be a natural resource. But they made this amazing (laughs) vacation uh, and money-spending destination.
1: And why did they build it there? Because they could get out from under some of the asinine laws you people force on the rest of us.
0: Thanks, Sarah, for the call tonight. The number is 603-283-6160. Another great example, of course, is Hong Kong, which is basically just a rock Uh, There's no Mm -hmm. natural resources on Hong Kong whatsoever, but during the time when they were under British rule, they had relative freedom. And that place opened up for business and said, "Come on in, hang out your shingle, and create." And they did, and it became mm-hmm. one of the, it became the most economically free place on the planet in short order.
1: And it's going to go the other way now. It's going to descend into oh, yeah. into poverty as soon as the Chinese communists take over.
0: Yeah, and it's a uh, well, they,
1: not that they haven't, but well, as period. they take over more. Um, yeah, there's a
0: transitionary period yeah. of. Like there 30 was supposed
1: years. to be thirty years, right. but they were in there brutalizing people
0: last year, year two years yeah. ago. Yeah.
3: Companies are beginning to flee Hong Kong and China because of just right. how bad it really is there. And uh, yeah.
0: If you want to weigh in here, you can uh, join the conversation, 603-283-6160. By the way, uh, welcome to... Uh, this hardly ever happens to us because we're just one of the, the smaller channels on Twitch, but looks like one of the other Twitch channels, Jen Kamo, has what they call raided the channel, which means when they finish their broadcast of playing a video game or whatever they were doing, they can pick a channel and send all of their viewers to that one channel. So they just sent their viewers over to the Free Talk Live uh, stream. So thank Groovy. you, yeah, Welcome, welcome the, guys. Yeah, welcome to the program. Uh, if you want to join us here, you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. You can join us on the radio. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here at 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160. And joining you in the studio tonight at Ian. Chris and nobody don't forget you can join us online at freetalklive.com we have a lot of features there if you have missed a moment of the show that's okay we've got archives that go way back you can click and download or you can subscribe to our podcasts. just go to feeds.freetalklive.com for our rss feeds copy the one you want there's the full show feed the digest only feed the full feed with everything in it Uh, and put it into your favorite podcast client and you will be subscribed and you won't have to lift a finger to receive every episode once again that's feeds.freetalklive.com we're going to go back into your calls and thoughts we in the beginning of this hour we're talking about the moore act which passed the u.s house today apparently it's the second time the act has come forward and been passed Uh, last year it did not get through the senate they are also not expecting it to uh to to get through the Senate this time, because apparently one of the things the Senate disagrees with on the House is the Senate wants to see more taxes added to this bill. They want to see, according to, let's see, rollcall.com, the House bill... That sounds
1: like the Democrats, I know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The House bill calls for a 5% tax that would inch up to 8% over five years. That's bad, as it is. Oh, yeah. That's bad. Not enough to say, all right, kill the bill completely, completely. I'd rather see an end to prohibition on the federal level than you know continuing it. But the Senate, apparently, they want to have, let's see, according to this, 10% starting tax rate that would then rise to 25% God over five Lord. years at the, bags. at the federal level. Now, I don't know if that's, um, it does say it's an excise tax for marijuana importers. They should excise it from the bill. And distributors. So I wonder if that would that apply to let's say let's say this bill passes either version ten percent twenty five percent eight percent whatever okay let's say the bill passes it gets through Biden signs it and marijuana is removed from the drug schedule which is the big thing that I support in this bill New Hampshire because of the way the New Hampshire laws are written would then by by default. Ma- uh, marijuana would be legal there would be no regulation scheme in place because we haven't had a legalization scheme right. in, mar- in, uh, mm-hmm. in new hampshire yet so it would then technically which would be mean legal. we
1: could grow it ourselves which would probably exempt us from the excise tax
0: that's what i was wondering and would what it? if you what if you grew what? i
1: think so well, here's, i mean here's
0: my question what is like you, wishful thinking well if you grow it in your own house obviously they're not going to know about it right. but if you grow it to sell it within the state of new hampshire would that trigger an excise? That's tax? what I thought you were talking about, and I think that's what you're thinking.
1: Um, I mean it there have been things like that done. For example, there was a state that basically said guns that are manufactured in our state and don't leave our state. Um, should be exempt from federal regulation like Wyoming or something, i right? don't know how that worked out for them it it's would be recent, interesting to know because that's actually another thing that we should consider for new hampshire we've got sig sour here mm-hmm. um so maybe we should exempt sig sour from fe- federal regulations
0: let's go to your phone calls and thoughts here aaron is on the line in west virginia listening to charleston's wvts go ahead aaron
6: Hey, so, of course, if we grow a pot in our house, they will know about it because, of course, the NSA is watching everything we do. <laughs> you know. But I, I got to say, you, you have convinced me. I was raised religiously, and so I've always been against legalized marijuana. Hmm. But you've convinced me because I don't want to pay for cops to chase after some hippie with a joint instead of violent criminals. Right, and I don't mm-hmm. want to pay for them to be in jail because that's just wasting money. It's a but tremendous waste. A and before well, you go with the since question,
1: since you're a religious man, I'll point out to you that the Rastas quote the Bible and say that God gave man dominion over all the seeding plants, mm-hmm. and marijuana is a seeding plant. So I'm not a big Bible guy, but if you are, maybe you can maybe you can look up what it says about plants that seed. <laughs>
6: Well, that actually was my question. So Mm. I feel like years ago, Pat Robertson, I don't know if it was marijuana specifically, but came out against some of the drug laws, and he wanted to let some of the drug criminals out of jail because it's like a waste of time. They're not being productive. Let them out and let them go be productive and live normal lives.
1: Good for him. That's a Christian thing to do.
6: Yep. Has Other religious leaders jumped on this because if they did, that might move the Republican Party, I think.
0: Yeah, that's a good good question uh, on this. And and I guess if you talk to the Republicans, they'll just say they don't like the way the bill is structured. So they're not saying they're against legalization. They're saying they don't like some of the details. So maybe they're quibbling over the, the tax rate or or whatever. They don't get a whole lot to say. I mean, the Republicans
3: uh, aren't exactly anti-tax, though. I mean, they say it no, maybe, but they're not. not. So I don't not.
0: know if that's what they're
3: arguing over. If I, uh, if that's I think claiming. that's their excuse But yeah. you
0: make a great point Aaron And that is that the majority of people Who have been convicted for drug Quote unquote crimes Would otherwise be living productive lives Because marijuana isn't some sort of drug that's going to cripple you and make you completely ineffective most of these people had a job most of these i mean people, it might for a
1: couple hours but you get over it <laughs> most of these people were
0: showing up to work everyone who i've ever known that that has uh, has used marijuana is a productive person who gets it gets a job done and you know then they want to relax at the end of the day with the way they want to relax it's crazy the amount of productivity that we're losing because these people are are taxed and and put into prison and forced labor and and all that. Uh, Aaron, anything else you well, want to share?
6: And well, Taco Bell would love it because they would get more sales, right? Boom, boom, um, <laughs> oh the, yeah, the munchies, right?
0: Thanks, Aaron. For the, no, yeah.
6: I, I'm I'm inspired. I appreciate your comment. I'm I'm going to write my congressman when I get home and say why Why you vote against this bill?
0: There you go. Thanks for the call. I
1: appreciate tonight, that, Aaron. Keep 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 your mind open. Appreciate uh, that. It's a wonderful thing that to, when when people can look at the facts. And say, you know, maybe I wasn't looking at at that right. That's the beginning of wisdom, to question what you think you know.
0: Thank you, Aaron. Great call. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, They do address the Republicans here in the story from Forbes about the bill. They say most Republicans who took to the podium to voice their opposition against the bill said there are more important crises Congress should be addressing. From the invasion of Ukraine to rising gas prices to inflation. What a stupid objection. Well, then objection. just vote
1: for this right. and you can get it out of the way and never have to deal with it again. Yep. It's going to take up as much of your time to defeat this bill as it will to right. pass it. What a
0: pathetic excuse uh, to, to do nothing. Republican Jim Jordan from Ohio said he voted nay because politicians should focus on, quote, things that matter, unquote, adding that immigration at the southern border and crime should be priorities. The lives of the people of the United States matter. And when you
1: scumbags are ruining lives, that matters. Yeah.
3: That sounds like such
0: a self surfing statement. Yeah, he was using it as a political yeah. statement for sure. Uh, going on he blathers about every major urban area has a record high crime and democrats are legalizing drugs there are record gas prices and democrats are legalizing drugs and helping the marijuana industry well apparently he's not in favor of free markets
1: yeah i'll tell you what if you've been voting republican think again (laughs) look into the the libertarian party some people who actually have a backbone and some
0: principles Wow, I did. You know, I wanted to give the Republicans some credit here, but these quotes. Uh, here's another one from Georgia. Earl Carter uh, embraced old stereotypes on marijuana use. Quote: As a pharmacist, I can tell you marijuana is nothing more than a gateway drug. It leads to other harder drugs. This is misguided. Mm-hmm. This is wrong. As
1: as <laughs> an economist, I can tell you that what the government is doing with the war on drugs is is defending scumbags like you and your big pharma friends, so they can push poison on a miserable population instead of letting them smoke weed
3: yeah he definitely has a uh, interest in uh, not legalizing mm-hmm. weed because it will actually help ruin his
0: monopoly yep and uh, undermine his monopoly andy biggs republican from arizona which is by the way a legal state uh referred to the bill as a quote piece of garbage unquote claiming it will legalize activity and businesses controlled by international drug cartels huh there
1: aren't How many alcohol gangs are there in the United States, you moron? Wow. Steven? Well, well, well I'll, actually,
3: I'll give them this. New Hampshire does have a uh, alcohol gang. Uh, Well, it's the government. Yes. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. You had me for a minute there. I was like, what the hell are you talking Oh, yeah. And here's some
0: more stupid from Stephen Palazzo, a Republican from Mississippi. He raised concerns over how decriminalizing marijuana on the federal level would hurt children. Quote, the Moore Act is not in the war on drugs. All it does is poison our children and weaken our country. Put our children first, not the dope dealers.
1: I'll tell you what, those (laughs) children would be a lot happier if their parents weren't in prison for nothing.
0: Wow. It's just amazing that we are in 2022 and people are still saying the same old crap. This is why and we
3: need the guillotines. Well, most of them are going to be dying off shortly.
0: <laughs> now, they seem to live for a long time. They, they get good health care in Congress. They do.
3: But, uh, I mean, I mean, we have been making progress on this for the last
0: decade or two. So. Yes, at the state level. It's, the states have it, been it making has, progress I mean, on this. People are dying off. Because the, the state politicians are more well, likely to, to care. On the progress
1: at the federal level is they have not cracked down in illegal states.
0: Yeah, Which so, they yeah. would have
1: and they wanted
0: to. Out of time tonight. Join us tomorrow online. In the meantime, we'll be over at freetalklive.com. And don't forget our social media site at social.freetalklive.com. Join us there.